0: I'm your host, Nate Webb. Let's get to it. What is up, everybody, and welcome back. It is great to be at BBG. This week, guys, we're going to be talking about screens and how hard it is to get your kids to stay off of them until they're older. Kids are being younger and younger when they're exposed to screens, and it's hard. It's easier to do it, though, within a community. And that is who I'm talking to today, is the founder of Wait Until 8, a community of parents who have all taken the pledge to wait for their kids to have smartphones until at least eighth grade. This episode is going to be wonderful and give you guys a sense of belonging and community, and it's going to be great. But first, got to pay the bills. All right, everybody, we are back. So as you know, I preach about delaying, giving our kids smartphones, not giving them at all. And today I have here with me, Brooke Shannon with Wait Until Eight. Brooke is the founder of Wait Until Eight. She's a wife, mother of three girls, and has a master's in integrated marketing communications. She believes kids of all ages should all have a childhood filled with outside play, reading, and making memories without the screens. So welcome, welcome, Brooke, to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me and um, I love being part of you all's community and love talking to parents about this important issue. Uh,
0: yeah, and important to say the least. I love what you're started and what you advocate for. What inspired you to embark on this journey? Like what's your story?
1: I started this about five years ago. And at the time, my three daughters were in third grade, second grade, and preschool. And um, believe it or not, they already had friends with the latest iPhones. And the campaign to start um, having their own iPhone had started in my own home. And they kept asking, like, when can I get a phone? Can I get a phone for Christmas? What about my birthday? And I didn't know much about it at the time. I wasn't super into technology. I had a phone myself, but I hadn't really given it much thought for my own kids. And at the time I just felt super young and I just kept telling them not yet. Um, Let's hold off on this. And then one day I was just driving by my local middle school where my girls would one day go where they are now actually. And the kids were getting out of school. And what I noticed across the board were so many heads down, Mm -hmm. so many kids between, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth grade That were completely captivated by what was going on on their smartphone and really missing out on being a kid and so it was at that moment where i really wanted things to change because i knew either my kid would have their head down or they'd be one of the only ones with their heads up so that evening i emailed a group of parents and just wanted to check to see what they thought about it and what i heard from so many parents was that they wanted to wait too but that they felt like there was this pressure and they had either experienced this with an, an older child or they had talked to friends about this, that at some point it just feels like all the kids have them and you don't want your kid to be left out. You don't want them to miss the hangout or the play or the sleepover. Right. And so you cave. Mm-hmm. So out of this discussion came this idea, well, what if we joined um, forces together and we said not yet together and we held off and if You're not the only one. It's a lot easier to wait. And that was really how the wait until eighth pledge started. I
0: love that. So why eighth? Why that number? I'm very curious.
1: Well, there's no magical age. But when we started researching this issue, what we found across the board from experts, whether they were child psychologists or internet safety experts or what technology executives were doing in their own home, is that sometime between the ages of 14 and 16 is an appropriate age to introduce this technology if you're ready as a family. And in our own community, because this just started out as a local grassroots movement, um, the idea of holding off to 16 just did not seem feasible. I mean, kids were coming to school as young as first grade with the latest phone. And so to get enough group momentum around 16 just felt like a reach. But 14, which is eighth grade, it seemed doable. And it seemed like if we could hold off until that period of time, that would give our kids four more years than what the average is. The average age a kid gets a phone is only 10 years old, which is crazy. The average age of kids on the phone is Mm. 10. And then the average age of kid is on social media is 11 years old. So by holding off until eighth grade, you're really giving your kid four more years of being a kid, and you're by no means promising to give them a phone in eighth grade. Um, So for an example, my oldest is in eighth grade this year, and we decided to wait a year longer. We're going to wait to high school. She'll get it then. I think that's a good age. At that point, she'll be in a bigger environment. She'll be having friends that are driving, and it makes more sense to me at that age. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was helpful to have this wait until eighth, line in the sand to rally some other friends around waiting with her if that makes sense
0: that does make sense and it's really helpful to have a it it may be a little arbitrary but it's nice to have a finite number in the sand to say this is when when we're waiting till then we can just talk about it again versus
1: no i just don't like smartphones and kind of have like well we're not really going to do this Um, Because kids hate that boundary with your kid too, because once they know that boundary line has been, has been drawn, then they stop asking. My kids don't ask me anymore because they know there's no way they're going to get it until a certain point. Mm -hmm. But if you don't make that clear to your kids, the campaign is constant. And at a certain point, you're just tired of hearing it. (laughs) And so you do cave. Right? Yes.
0: Oh, man. And then, I mean, there are so many benefits to waiting to give your kids smartphones? I Absolutely. mean, they're addicted to their screens, their mental health. What were some of the things that you found in your research that supported you wanting to wait to give your kid a smartphone or to have them on screens until they're older?
1: Yes, you're right. There's so many reasons to delay this important decision. For me at the time, uh, my initial reason for holding off was just that there so many hours in the day that kids were on these devices versus being a kid. So instead of playing outside and reading and hanging out with friends in person, kids are spending hours and hours, Snapchatting, YouTubing, Instagramming, scrolling, and they're really missing out on being a kid. And for me, that was the most important reason for my crew to wait. I really want them to enjoy being a kid, enjoy their childhood. They have one childhood. They're not getting that back. And so that was my initial reasoning for waiting. But as I dug into this issue more, I mean, the research is so clear um, when you look at it. Um, smartphones interfere with sleep. You know, Kids are waking up in the middle of the night because they're worried about missing something on social media um, or it's text. Um, it also um, impacts relationships. It also um, introduces things like cyberbullying earlier into a kid's life. Um, there's one study that shows that if you give a kid a smartphone in elementary school versus later in childhood, they're more likely to be involved in bullying in some fashion, whether they're they are the bully or they're being bullied because they're really not developmentally ready to navigate the tricky waters of being online with a smartphone. No. Um, it also introduces them to sexual content, um, whether it be pornography, or um, sexting or sexual predators. Yeah. Um, so the list the list is long, um, and I do think there are so many reasons to wait. And I do think it's really telling that technology executives in their own homes who make all these products and platforms
0: they don't let their kids have phones. They don't. Yeah,
1: they, yeah their kids are not on phones. Their kids are going to s- to schools like the Waldorf School where they don't have screens at all. None. They don't have phones. They're not on social media. They're they old don't school their- paper. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they don't want their kids anywhere near it so for all of us you know lay people out here we and they invented the dang thing (laughs) yes we need to tune into that we need to tune into that why are these people that made all this stuff don't want their own kids on it
0: and so in the meantime what can we do to help prepare our kids for the day that they do have a phone that they are on social media Because eventually they will be out of our house. They will go to college or whatever may be. And they will have this thing. How can we help prepare them for that? Um, And not just throwing them to the wolves. Because a lot of parents are like, why do I need, my kid needs to be ready. So that's why I give them a smartphone when they're 12 and it's in their room. And and, well, that
1: is actually part of the benefit to waiting. And I didn't really appreciate it at the time when we, we set out to do this. But when I think about all the, wonderful, rich, awkward conversations I've had with my children over the past five years, all of that has been preparation and instruction to equip them for when they get a phone. So my daughter, who's going to be 15 this summer when she gets her phone, when I look back at the past five years of us waiting, and I think about all the conversations we have, whether it's about um, social media, or eating disorders, or pornography, or friends being left out—you name it. Those conversations I could not have packed it in before. Like if I were to give her a phone at, at age ten, she wasn't ready to have those conversations yet. It wouldn't have been developmentally appropriate. But by waiting, you're really giving your family more time to instruct your children on how to navigate the smartphone, on how to navigate social media. And I think what's important is not only delaying, but during this time of delaying is instructing your children on how to use it. We can't just put our our heads in the sand and pretend like nothing's going on. Like my kid doesn't have a phone or social media, so they're fine. The fact is, is they're surrounded by kids that do have all this. So we need to equip them. What do you do when you see pornography? What do you do when your friend Sally gets a text asking her to send a nude picture? what do you do when you hear about a group text where people are being bullied is having those conversations with our kids and making sure that they're aware of what is going on out there in the world online
0: yeah i think preparing our kids and having i loved how you said it wonderful rich and awkward embrace <laughs> it guys it's going to happen cuz yes. words words like pornography and nudes and sexting they need to become commonplace words in your home because Absolutely. they're going to become commonplace words in the school your kid attends for sure you, yeah and if you don't also
1: need to know what i know so many parents who hand over the keys to a smartphone at you know third fourth fifth grade and they have never had a discussion with their children about what sex is even what is it what is sex and you just cannot give that authority over to google and to siri and to social media apps as a parent, you have to educate your children on these mm-hmm. very, very important, awkward, sticky, yes. uncomfortable topics.
0: Yes. Yes. So. Well, and, and I tell parents all the time, like I, I put these words up on the screen, you know, pornography, sex, depression, suicide. And I just tell them, do you want to educate your kids about this? Or do you want the internet to? Because yeah. it is one or the other. If you don't, the internet will. So Absolutely. talk about it, please. So that when it comes time for it, the curiosity doesn't kill the cat. Um, so uh, your kids are on the, you know, you said your oldest is what, 14 now?
1: Yes, yeah, so my oldest is in eighth grade and then I have a seventh grader and a third grader.
0: Oh my goodness. She is in the thick of it. She so is. with your kids that they've been waiting and things like that, what have you noticed as far as like their childhood, like their creativity, their ability to play and be bored and stuff?
1: Yes, I will say that I think they have more time to be creative. To they both do piano and guitar. They're all of them are active in sports. Um, they're plugged into our youth group and you know young life. I think it just provides a lot more opportunity and time for your kids to really pursue those life-giving, joyful activities. And they're not distracted by the smartphone and they're fully present in what they're doing. They're not worried about what they're missing out and they're more engaged in the moment for sure.
0: I remember when I was younger, like, Hey, I'm going to go play at Johnny's house. Bye. And like, we go Mm -hmm. around until it get dark and play in the dirt and crash on our bikes and whoever knows what might happen. And I feel like now kids are like, Hey, I'm going to hop on Xbox live. (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to go play Minecraft with my friends online. And who, who, who whoever knows who else might be there, you know?
1: Yes, no, it's so true. And I do think when you don't have those distractions, you're a little bit more tuned in to what is going on. So a few weeks ago, one of my daughters looked out the window and she noticed some kids on our cul-de-sac were playing basketball. And so she's like, oh, so-and-so is playing basketball. I'm going to run out and play too. And that wouldn't have happened if she'd had a smartphone most likely, because she'd probably been group texting or doing Mm. who knows what else on the phone and not really um, observing what's going on, what she could be doing in real life here.
0: Something that I've noticed, because so I'm a high school counselor in Utah, um, and something that I've noticed that is impacting teens big time right now is sleep and their smartphones, Kids, I I was at a middle school and I said, what is one thing you wish your parents did more? And it was anonymous. And the number one response I got was I wish my mom and dad would take away my my phone more often because I'm up till two or three in the morning with my phone. For you guys who don't know, like you kids should be getting eight to 10 and the upper levels of that, like 10 to 11 hours of sleep every night. And some of these kids are walking away with four, five, three hours of sleep every night because they're on their smartphones. And when they don't get good sleep and their mental health goes down, a lot of things go down, they start to spiral. And it's all from like this, this lack of sleep thing. And I'm like, wait, just with the sleep alone, like (laughs) waiting would be so worth it.
1: No, it's a huge problem when it comes to sleep. And I think every expert out there says hands down that devices, whether it's a smartphone, a tablet, a computer, should not be in the bedroom. You're just inviting all kinds of problems into your home when you have these devices in your bedroom. So if you're listening and your kid already has a phone or a tablet, one easy, practical way to rein this in a little bit is to have your kid check in those devices with you at a certain time in the evening, whether that be seven, eight, nine, whatever it may be, but it is Mm -hmm. not healthy for them to always be on and to have that phone in the room. And it actually gives them an out too. when, when they can say to their friends, sorry, my mom takes my phone at eight, there's less pressure for them to respond to the text that was sent at 2am or the snap that was sent at midnight. Mm -hmm. If they can say, my mom takes my phone and I can't, I can't respond. And I think that's powerful for our kids. I think it's, as good as parents, if we equip our kids with easy outs, I always tell my kids, you can always throw me under the bus. You can always blame me. You can can put it back on me and that's fine. I can take it. I'm not in middle school. Um, And I think that that's that's very helpful, especially when it comes to phones in the bedrooms.
0: Yeah. I had one kid tell me once that they were at a friend's house and everyone was on their phones and they let their mom know they had a gab phone, a dumb phone that looks like a smartphone. And um, they're like, everyone's on their phone. And I feel kind of uncomfortable here, but I don't want it to look like I'm just ditching them. Can you come here and get mad at me and yes. force me to. So mom comes, you didn't do your chores when you left. And so you don't get to be on this over anymore. You'll come yes. home right now, get in the car, come in the car. Thank you, mom, so much. Oh my gosh. I was dying in there. Like parents, it's yeah. your job. Come on.
1: <laughs> yes. And I do think we all can do a better job as parents in creating spaces within our home where we expect kids to put the devices away. So whether that's If you're going to have people over for dinner and a movie or hanging out, whatever it may be, you can ask kids to put all the phones in the kitchen in a basket. And no mom wants to be that mom, but it's so helpful. And once they hand over the devices, I would say that they're somewhat thankful for it, for that experience, that time and not being so tethered to their device.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned how your, your wait until eighth movement kind of started as like, you know, your hometown thing and it's grown. And so what is the wait until eighth pledge and how can folks get on board with that and join the movement?
1: So the wait until eighth pledge is promising and um, that you're going to hold off on giving your kids a smartphone until at least eighth grade, as long as nine other families in your grade do the same thing. And so we built the pledge was um, group momentum involved because there's so many parents out there that said yes, I would wait as long as I'm not the only one waiting. Right. And so the pledge was built with once a certain threshold was met, then you'd be notified by you're notified by us, and we'd say, you know, congratulations, your pledge is active. Um, your child and these other nine children are waiting as well from your school, and then that helps connect you to other parents that are on board. Help connect you to your tribe. And then it's a much more powerful conversation with your child to be able to say, yes, we're waiting, but so are these kids as well. It builds community that
0: way. I love that. Because honestly, guys, we heal in community. We support in community. It is so much harder to try and do these things on your own. And so finding a community that is able to support you and help you, and you're able to support and help them is going to help you astronomically. So how can people see what you're up to? Shameless plug time. Let's hear it.
1: Okay. (laughs) So you can go to waituntil8.org. That's our website. We have great resources there. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram at waituntil8 and on Facebook too. We do a lot of great um, resources and tip sharing there, and it's a little bit more up to date. And you know, if there's any like any parental alerts coming about, it's a great place to check it out. Um, but we have a great community of parents. Um, I think it's helpful to be plugged in to the community if you are waiting because it just spurs you on and encourages you and it reminds you that you're not the only one you're not the this crazy weird parent there's lots of us out there. So
0: Yes, yes, we are many. Um, So go check them out go um, and that those links will be in the podcast description for Instagram and Facebook and their website. Um, Make sure to go follow bulliesbe.gon for your daily dose of positivity. And if you want to get me in your school event or church or whatever, you can just email me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Always remember, you are wonderful, you're worthy, and you are worth it. Go home and give your kids an eight-second hug, and we'll see you on the next one.